0: Welcome to the Unscripted Podcast, where we're all about encouraging and empowering people one story at a time. We hope you enjoy today's episode and have the best day ever. Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? Chad here. I wanna welcome you to another episode of the Unscripted Podcast. I hope your drive to work's going well. If you're at the gym or taking a walk or a run, I hope that's going real well for you. But today, man, we got a very... Very awesome episode ahead for you as we talk and we sit down with a guy by the name of Kala'e Camarillo. He's a one of the most promising artists here in Hawaii. He's a professional musician. He's also a teacher of music at the elementary school level. He's a former division one volleyball player at the University of Hawaii. And so we'll sit down with him and talk story about all kinds of different things. But today to start the episode, we're gonna do something a little different. We had a contest last week. As uh, we were asking you to leave a rating or review on iTunes or on Instagram for us as a podcast. And so we have a winner and her name is Michelle Lyon. Michelle is the winner of the $20 Amazon.com gift card. So Michelle, congratulations. Thanks for being a fan of the show, a longtime listener. And so for those of you as well, we want to thank you for listening, man. I would encourage you again, leave us a rating or review on iTunes or, or shout us out on Instagram, what it really does is it just helps me to connect with the audience and just really get a gauge for some things that we're doing well, some things that you're enjoying, but also some things that maybe you'd like to hear in the future. And so that's one way to do it is to get on iTunes, rate us, leave us a, a review, go to Instagram, um, follow us at unscripted Podcast one That's at unscriptedpodcast, the number one. On Instagram and just tell us what you think, man. We'd love to hear from you and to interact with you as well, all right? So without further ado, we're going to get started here today. We're talking to Kala'e Camarillo on today's episode of the Unscripted Podcast. All right, so I'm here with Kala'e Camarillo, who is um, he's a professional musician. He's a music teacher to students and he also is a former volleyball player at the University of Hawaii for the men's volleyball program. And so, Kala'i, I want to welcome you to the Unscripted Podcast, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome, man. So why don't we start with this? Why don't you tell us, um, how did you get your beginnings in music? Is that something that you grew up around in your family? How did that all begin for you?
1: I was fortunate to grow up in a family that was musically talented on both my mom and my dad's side. Ah. So... My mom's sister is actually Lehua Kalima, from the group Naleo Naleopilimeana. Wow! Yeah, and my, her uncle was Jesse Kalima. He's a kind of a legendary ukulele player wow. in the islands. Then my dad's side, we have, my grandpa started the Waikea Intermediate Ukulele Band. Dang. That was like 48 years ago. And <laughs> my uncle took over the program. He's still running it today. Uh-huh. My dad went on to teach ukulele over on Maui at Kalama Intermediate for 20 years. And now he's at Kamehameha Maui campus. Nice. Which is where you graduated from, yeah. right?
0: Originally from Maui. Awesome. Yeah. And
1: even my, my auntie, his sister, at Kalani Anaole, the music teacher. So I decided to follow in their footsteps. Even my brother did as well. He's the music teacher at Kaiser. What? Yeah. So I got started at a young age. Wow. I think I was seven. And I had my first ukulele lesson for my dad. Oh. And then shortly after that, picked up the piano. Yeah. And I never really had the passion until sixth grade. I was inspired by my brother. Mm. He got to play in concert with Jake Shimabukuro wow. over at the My Arts and Cultural Center. So after seeing that, I was like, oh shoot, I wanna, I wanna play with Jake one day. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I started practicing that summer like four hours a day at least. <laughs> yeah, I, I found all these old videotapes of my uncle playing ukulele and um, back then, we didn't have DVD, so I had to go and rewind it. Because and it the VHS, yeah, yeah. actually broke it from <laughs> rewinding it so much, trying <laughs> to learn all the songs he played. Oh, that's the best, and man. And I think I was 13, 7th grade, and that was when I started working on my dad's album. So I played all the ukulele parts on that. Wow. And started gigging. At geeking. 13 years old? Yeah. Wow. And I started gigging with him every week at this place called the um, Kamoole Poolside Cafe. Uh-huh. over on Maui at the Maui Coast oh. Hotel so
0: I was lucky I started gigging at a young age and still do that today yeah so yeah. if you can remember man that's an interesting story walk us through that first time um, maybe one of the first times that you played a gig I mean 13 years old in front of you know yeah, strangers
1: it's, <laughs> well it's funny because my we actually live like two minutes away from the Maui Coast where we were playing and I think it was a six to nine gig and my dad started by himself. While I was at home just cruising, not expecting to play. And he came home during his break to pick me up and said, Oh, jump in the car. In the middle yeah. of the set. Where yeah, you- <laughs> jump in the car, you're gonna play with me. <laughs> uh, I don't wanna. <laughs> he kinda just had to force me and I'm glad he did, because after that first night I wanted to keep going back. And yeah. I actually made a hundred dollars in tips that night. What? And it's kinda cause I was still short and I saw it's cuter than I am now. <laughs> so like all the people watching are like, "Wow, this kid's pretty good at ukulele." Yeah. So it was funny because my dad told me, "Oh yeah, you can you can keep the tips."
0: No. <laughs> lucky.
1: Yeah. So after that, he told me, "Oh, now you gotta
0: split it with me." <laughs> yeah, after hundred bucks, yeah. right? Awesome, man. So that's where you got your start. Is there a favorite instrument? I mean, obviously you teach yeah. ukulele, but is that your favorite instrument to play or?
1: I say so. Like Now when I gig it's mostly guitar because I do a lot of solo stuff Yeah. and it's easier to find gigs if you're playing a guitar than ukulele by itself because yeah, it's yeah. more full but ukulele was always my first instrument that I love to play and practice the most because I'd carry it everywhere I went. I was that kid in school. Always, always cool on his There was bag. always yeah. one growing up in Hawaii. Sleeping one. with the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. And so um, now walk us through like... So now that was your start. Now what do you do as far as gigs and stuff? I know I see you on Instagram all the time. Yeah. Going live at all these different places. Talk us through some of the places that, that you're at nowadays, man. And how's that going?
1: I'm at the, the Chart House. That was actually our first gig we scored. Char house Waikiki. Yeah, right over there on every the harbor. Monday. Yeah. Monday nights. Yeah, and I do that with my brother. So I uh, lucky I have my brother to play with. Uh huh uh-huh. It's always fun playing with other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a lot of solo stuff, but always prefer playing with other guys. Yeah. Yeah. And play at the Waulu Lounge at the Trump.
0: Oh what? Trump In Waikiki? Yeah. Wow.
1: It's every Thursday. And then after that I go right across the street to the Outrigger Reef.
0: Back to back, yeah. Wow. At the
1: Reef Bar is the old Shorebird, and then Fridays I'm back with my brother at the Hula Grill, above Dukes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Nice man. And so those are your your main four for main right now. Main four, but then and you have, I have a bunch of other here and there. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Growlers. Growler is USA
0: in Kakaulu.
1: Yeah, and um, Nico's.
0: Nico's Pier. Yeah. Wow.
1: And Dukes. And this other place called Honey's on the windward
0: side. Dang, so you can basically find Kala'i all over the <laughs> 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 all over the island playing music, but man, okay, tell me this because you know sometimes we go and here in Hawaii you go to any island, you go to a hotel, mm-hmm. you go to a restaurant, there's probably gonna be some kind of live music, especially on the yeah. weekends. And so tell our listeners, okay, because this is something people um, a lot of people don't know, right? So what is kind of the etiquette if you will for when you have a live musician right and somebody wants to request a song because it comes up all the time people want to hear you know people locals as well as people from the mainland are visiting they want to hear different songs so Mm -hmm. how do we go about because i I always get anxious asking the musician like hey bro you know this song yeah (laughs) how's the best way
1: best way oh usually number one tip us right (laughs) yeah That's uh, some people who try to ask, like, while we're playing a song, so oh. sometimes I'll forget. So wait till that. Yeah. Today. But some people, I like when they um, they write it on on the tip and oh. hand it to us. Yeah. Makes it easier, right? Yeah. But it's a lot easier to do songs nowadays because we have iPads and have all our lyrics. Yeah. So as long as I heard the song before, I usually can
0: fake it. <laughs> what's the craziest, what's the one song, like, somebody said, oh, can you play this? And you're like, What? What? <laughs> I don't even know Does the name of the song up? they asked me to play a classical number yeah. sure Imul we'll could have done it yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is one that everybody every time you play you kind of get this one somewhere over there rainbow. oh yeah? yeah a lot of yeah, requests I think we did that. it five times one night they tipped us like 20 bucks each time <laughs> oh the same person yeah, so can't... I'll play it as long as they keep putting money 20 bucks yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. awesome man but so now not only do you you play, mm-hmm. gig at all these different restaurants, but you're somebody who kind of perpetuates the, the culture of the instrument, you know, teaching mm-hmm. it to young kids now, right? Yeah. And so walk us through that as a teacher. What is it you do music program, ukulele program as well, you got, right?
1: Yeah, so I teach
0: music at Kapalama Elementary.
1: Uh, people mistake it for Kamehameha Schools, <laughs> but it's actually the school right under there, mm-hmm. across Cam Shopping Center. Yeah. So I have um, preschool all the way to fifth grade, general music, so <sighs> I'll teach them things like flutophone, recorder, yeah. uh, ukulele, guitar. After school I run this program with usually around 50 to 55 ukulele kids, Dang. fourth and fifth graders, and teach them all kind of stuff, teach them how to strum, pick, sing, and basically what my dad taught us
0: when I was in his class. Nice, dude. And so- I've seen you guys, and you put on performances throughout the year too, right? Because I saw you guys here down at Kahala Mall. Yeah. It was Christmas time? Yeah, Christmas and during spring break. (laughs) You guys did center stage and there was a bunch of them and there was Kala'e in the front leading (laughs) the students through different uh, Christmas songs, which was cool. But uh, what are some of the challenges people don't know? Of course, I was a teacher, but Mm -hmm. people don't know a lot of the challenges that teachers face. So what are some of those for you as a music teacher with with younger kids, what are some of the challenges that you face at Kapalama, or just in general? Some a lot of students catch on faster, and
1: some move at a slower pace. So it's kind of hard to find that balance where I'm not going too slow for the advanced kids. Yeah, they're getting yeah. bored. But if I do, I found a good system where I um, I choose kind of like section leaders. Yeah. So the kids who have it down already, I'll have them go and teach the yeah teach the other guys because. If I didn't have them, I couldn't pull it off on my own. Because mm, only one of you, at least yeah. 50. Yeah, 50 and kids. even like I teach concert band too. Oh. I have 60 kids with... To elementary students. With drums and cymbals and <laughs> trumpets. How do you do that?
0: How did you learn all these different parts? And did that just come along?
1: When I applied for the job, I didn't I didn't know I had to teach band. Mm. And I only took band in middle school. Yeah. So that whole summer before I got hired... You yeah, to study up. And my friend over at um, St. Louis, is the band teacher, and he taught me the whole summer, every instrument. <laughs> and so yeah. you
0: just learned it over one summer. Yeah. And in the next. Still learning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. But I'll tell you, that's how it goes a lot of times yeah. in education. Like, I remember when I got hired at Kalani, I was teaching PE, but I wasn't. I was an English teacher. Yeah. But you know, because I had grown up playing sports, they <laughs> thought, oh, good, you know, PE teacher, you know. Same thing. For until me. you can get. English position,
1: right? I didn't even um, major in music. What? Yeah, I, I majored in special ed. Oh. Yeah, because my brother majored in music, and hope he doesn't listen to this. He took, <laughs> seven, <laughs> he took seven years yeah. to graduate, because the music program at UH is so hard. Super cause difficult. Because a right. lot of the classes are one credit, but like mm-hmm. a three credit um, course load. Yeah. So, it took him a while, and... Yeah. That kind of discouraged me oh. to going into music, and say, ah, like, oh, I'll just do elementary ed because my dad did the same thing, mm. and he ended up teaching music. Yeah, yeah. And same thing, it worked out for me. The school yeah. I studied and taught at, Kapalama, knew I was musically inclined. Yeah. So they offered me the
0: music job. That's <laughs> awesome, man! And what a blessing yeah. they are and they have mm-hmm. in you as a teacher, oh. <laughs> super <laughs> gifted and able to. I can't believe one summer and you picked up, you know, that's just some of those uh, musicians like yourself and like Imua that can just kind of pick up, you know, instruments quickly Mm -hmm. because you guys are gifted in that way. It's amazing to me that you guys are able to do that. Um, But talk about college. Speaking of, uh, you went to UH, University of Hawaii, Manoa, and you actually played volleyball on the men's team, right? For two years, you were a member of the Warriors. And so how did that go? How did that... Whole process, you kind of told me about it earlier, but walk us through. How did you get a are on Maui? There was yeah. no club volleyball. How did that all work
1: out? Well, growing up, it was always music and sports for me, mm. but basketball was actually my main sport. And then I did volleyball to try help my jumping from basketball. <laughs> but my mom's side is all volleyball players, ah. even though my dad really wanted me to do basketball because he played at UHilo. UH yeah, 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 yeah. But I think I was in the seventh grade, first time I ever picked up a volleyball. What? And they had a we had a middle school club, North Shore volleyball club. So I played club for two years and then when I got to high school we had no club anymore. Oh. So I just played high school ball. So Excellent. Yeah and that time it was during the spring. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'd play a few months out of the year and then done. Just basketball, focus on that. But my senior year I went to a camp Charlie Wade was the new coach, oh. and he came over to Maui, and I didn't even plan on going to the camp. My dad kind of just heard about it the morning of. And, Signed you up. Yeah. Said, oh, wake up. We're going to this camp. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: glad he did, because Charlie Wade invited me to come try out. That's amazing, man. You picked up the ball in seventh grade, only played one season every yeah. year in the spring for, what, maybe two, three months. Yeah. That's it, uh, the whole year, through high school, and <laughs> you get... Picked up at a at a random camp that you signed up for that day, but Coach Wade, you know, obviously Mm -hmm. knew the talent level that you had right in that time. And so, man, walk us through this. My my wife Emily also played um, in an earlier episode. You can listen to that. But the process of of the level of play jumps. Yeah, it's crazy (laughs) immensely, right, from high school to college, especially D one at UH. So that first day, you walk into the gym, right. And you're a lowly freshman coming yeah. in, <laughs> bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and, and you got seniors guys serving the ball faster than you've ever seen. Walk us through what that was like.
1: Well, I'm six, I'm almost six-two, and I'm considered tall on Maui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like the third shortest guy in the gym. <laughs> yeah, so I had had this guy. Um, he came the same year as me. His name was Jonas Umlauf. Oh, my gosh. You remember yeah. Him? yeah, I remember that guy. All the way from Germany. <laughs> yeah. Like 6'10 guy. Yeah, and jump serving at me. <laughs> and you know those guys, they they can serve oh, yeah. very accurate. Oh, so yeah. They were picking on me the whole, <laughs> <laughs> the whole first day.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, that, and triple blocks imagine. on every play. Yeah, like, and you were playing what position?
1: I was setter. Setter. Yeah, oh, setter and outside. So, I was glad I was setter because... Then I didn't really have to pass, yeah. Yeah, man, <laughs> I
0: couldn't imagine these balls come flying at speeds, and and then you didn't have to play outside because you were six one going against these six ten yeah monsters.
1: Yeah, but back then I could actually jump pretty decent. Wow, I touched eleven four. Oh my gosh! So then, my second year of playing actually moved me to outside
0: because they saw the, the yeah. potential. That was, man, six one touching eleven four. Yeah that's insane and so um, t- tell us about this the training regimen right? crazy
1: um morning weights was the hardest for me because not really a morning person yeah, <laughs> yeah so we'd have 6 a.m. weights and I remember the first the first day we had it no one told me I had to check my email in college so <laughs> I missed the first day of weights and oh, I was running the whole time I thought they were gonna cut me <laughs> Yeah, we wake up, do weights, then had early classes too. So I'd go to class, come back for practice around two or three, Uh and then we had mandatory study hall. So, yeah, college athletes, (laughs) you really don't have too much free time for yourself.
0: Yeah, people think it's you know it's something that they just go to class, they fool around, and then yeah. But it's really a very disciplined regimen that they're on, right? Every sport, it doesn't matter, men's, women's, it's all very regimented out with lifting and practices and nutrition and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, right? Awesome, man. Was there anything that you took away out of that experience at UH that that you would share, man, to say, this is something that I learned from that or this is something I never knew? I think just the relationships I made with
1: all my teammates. Uh Yeah, because I met a lot of my best friends through volleyball and um, it was because of volleyball I finished school early. Yeah. Yeah, because we're lucky athletes get to choose the, the, the classes, classes first. Yeah, first. Yeah. yeah. So That's I what I remember. <laughs> was able to finish in four years and maybe just uh, believing in myself. Yeah. Because after that first day of trial, it's like, I felt like I yeah, was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I called my dad right after. I was like, oh, I, there's no way I'm going to make it. Mm. But it's crazy. I stuck with it. And even after the first cuts, how it happened, they posted. Everyone's name on the whiteboard and if your name was crossed out your cut. If it was underlined, it said you made the second cut. And if your name was just there, it said, Oh, you earned your position already. Oh wow. So I went up to the board and my name was there with nothing no cross, no underline, so
0: So you just had your position already? Yeah, I had my position wow.
1: already. Oh. Yeah, I had the check like five times after the first first day yeah and that was
0: the day you felt like you did it yeah holy (laughs) wow that's awesome man yeah so (laughs) i'll never forget
1: that yeah
0: that's amazing um so why don't you why don't you tell us this and this is a tough question but um i'll give you a second to think about it but what is something now that you're you've been okay you've been a volleyball player Mm -hmm. at a high level right division one you've You've um, had all these gigs since you were 13 years old mm-hmm. as a kid playing ukulele and instruments at all these different places. You've been a teacher now. How many years? Five years. Five years. You've been a, a elementary teacher, and so all these experiences. If you could sum up one piece of wisdom, if you could narrow it down to one little nugget, or or something you would share with other people about just anything, life in general, what would it be um, that you could share as advice or wisdom? You say, man. This is what I've learned through all of this. This is what I've learned. Is what I hang on to. You just uh, have faith in yourself, because, yeah,
1: like I said in volleyball, I lost all confidence, but I somehow pushed through and ended up making it. Same thing for being a music teacher. Yeah, I kind of gave up on that, even though like since I was little, seeing my dad do that, I knew I wanted to be a music teacher. Mm. Thought it was my calling. Wow. And. Um, crazy story. The first year that I taught, I was teaching part time um, as the part time music teacher at our school because we had two different teachers teaching music. They never did have a full time music teacher yeah. at our place. And then I struggled all year because working part time, you don't make too much money. And mm. I wasn't gigging a lot yet. Yeah. Yeah. So we were eating at Walmart, like frozen chicken every night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what? I'm over this. I'm just gonna teach special ed already. Because guaranteed position, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then they had a sped position open up at my school at Lama. So I'm just gonna go apply for that and switch over to sped. So I went in for the interview, Mm. and principal and vice principal tell me, you know, uh, we called you in because there is no sped position. We actually want to hire you full time for music wow yeah so i actually cried <laughs> wow man because that, that was your dream yeah
0: growing up yeah so I oh felt my like goodness god's plan for me and yeah it all worked out that is awesome dude and so now though your music career um obviously you're a teacher and you love doing that but your music side is starting to kind of on the upward trajectory, right? I mean, where did you recently play? Was that an awards or something the, uh, like that? The Nahoku Hanohano Awards. The Nahoku Hano Awards. And that's a big deal yeah. here in Hawaii, right? Talk a little bit about that experience for us. It was, I was nominated for Most Promising Artist. Oh my gosh. For my album I released yeah. last year. And what's the album called? Working Man. Working Man. Kalai Camarillo, yeah. Working Man. Check that out. But walk us through that experience at the Hokus. Yeah, it was crazy because think there are 30
1: over 30 people um up for up for that category most promising artists mm. and to the final ballot they took five wow so yeah i was one of the you five were one of those five yeah and then to be asked to perform too is a whole nother thing that yeah so yeah, i was stoked because i also had to play with my cousin was was in for um, male vocalist of the year, wow. Lito Archangel.
0: Okay, awesome.
1: Yeah, so it all worked out. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't win, but no, i was stoked just to be there. Yeah, and yeah. for those of you that don't
0: know, I mean, this is like the the awards for Hawaiian artists, right yeah. here in Hawaii, and you're playing in front of people that you've looked up to and idolized oh, yeah. your whole <laughs> life, and they're all there watching you perform at these awards. What mm-hmm. did that feel like? Kind of emotional, cause yeah, I I kind of dreamt about doing that like
1: since i was young oh my gosh especially seeing my auntie Ilehua. yeah she like plays almost every year over there yeah yeah <laughs> and i always thought it would be cool to be up there one day and i never thought it'd be like this past year as well as recording the album too is more just to uh, get something simple to sell at the gigs to put out there yeah but yeah. my friend producing the album kind of pushed me to take it further and um Imua
0: helped me mix and master the album so wow. I mean, it sound a lot better. Yeah. Wow. Imo Garza, if you guys uh, are not aware, but he's on that most recent <laughs> episode of our podcast. But that's amazing, man, that you not only did you <laughs> dream this up ahead. You mm-hmm. know, you said this was always a dream of mine, but to actually see it come to pass mm-hmm. and be nominated again, honored as one of the most promising artists mm-hmm. in Hawaii. I mean, that's huge, man. And so now let's let's close with this. Why don't you tell us, Kalae, where is it now? Again, just walk us through where can we find you if we're wanting to maybe book you for a gig, if yep. uh, we're owning restaurants or hotels, whatever, maybe at a, even a private party. How can we book you? Where can we uh, get into contact with you? I
1: have a website, um, KalaeCamarillo.com. So K-A-L-A-E-C-A-M-A-R-I-L-L-O. Uh, You can contact me there, or at my email, K Kamar, K C A M A R at Gmail. And same thing for my Instagram, K Kamar. And I usually post all my gigs over there. Yeah, man, you guys
0: gotta check it out. I I watch it from time to time. Uh, He'll go live at at his different (laughs) gigs, and it's cool just to enjoy the music. You know, you feel like you're there, but you can put it on and do whatever you do at home and just listen to some awesome Hawaiian (laughs) music. So. Check him out on Instagram as well.
1: Anyplace else? Um, Yeah, I wrote this down. (laughs) Yeah,
0: dude. Go for it.
1: Mondays at the Chart House from 6.30 to 9.30. Every second Tuesday at the Honolulu Club Lounge from 5.30 to 7.30. Every second Wednesday at Growler USA. Um, Occasional Wednesdays at Nikos Kailua. Thursdays at the Waiolu Lounge from 6.30 to 8.30. Then at the Reef Bar from 9.30 to 11.30. Friday's at the Hula Grill from seven to nine, and I usually try to keep Saturdays and Sundays open for private stuff.
0: Awesome, man. So he's available if anybody needs a, a artist. Again, one of the most promising artists in Hawaii. Super humble, awesome guy. So if you see him when you go to these different gigs, just act like you know him. Walk up and shake <laughs> his hand, say what's up. Kala'e, and uh, don't forget to write down the song and slide him a little bit of a tip on your request (laughs) and write it down on there and and he'll be more than happy kalai i want to thank you man for joining us today got a new single coming out oh yeah (laughs) please tell us about it go ahead Yeah, i
1: wrote a song for my for my wife oh yeah well we got married last year in june and i was having kind of like wedding withdrawals because we were planning it for two years wow yeah so it was our anniversary on when was it? Sunday. Hey, happy yeah, Father's man. Day, There you go. Yeah, so I surprised her with the song. It's oh, called man. "Wedded Wonderland. And going to release the whole thing next month.
0: Next month on iTunes. Yeah. It's coming out, Wedding yeah, Wonderland. Release date to be announced, yeah. That is amazing, man. And tell us again, on iTunes we can find the CD, your album. Yeah, Working Man, Kalai Kamarilla. That's awesome, dude. Kalai, thanks so much, Thank man, you, for man. being on the podcast <laughs> today. Hey guys, Chad here. I want to thank you again for listening to this episode of the Unscripted Podcast. I truly hope you were encouraged and also empowered to share your story with other people. And as always, feel free to email us your feedback at unscriptedpodcast1 at gmail.com. We want to thank you for listening. Hit the subscribe button if this has encouraged you at all. Join us next week again and have the best day ever.